This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Uh, the sponsor didn't leave us any ad copy this week, so I guess I'll just kind of wing it. Uh, it seems like a pretty good podcast that comes out once a week. Uh, you should subscribe on Apple Podcasts and maybe leave it a five-star review. Okay, I, uh, I hope the sponsor's happy. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, June 8th. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Some Facebook employees are speaking out about CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Facebook employees took time off work Monday in protest of the CEO's decision to leave up comments made by President Donald Trump. The tech billionaire says he is upset about the president's rhetoric, but also says Facebook Those voices are discussing Mark Zuckerberg, the stick-stickly lookalike whose backbone was also crafted out of a popsicle. The Facebook founder's laissez-faire approach to political speech has triggered yet another round of serious backlash against the social media company, joining rampant disinformation, a lack of data privacy, and the pervasively negative psychological effects of using the platform as another symptom you choose to ignore because you want to follow a high school acquaintance's divorce unfold in real time. On May 29, in response to the growing Minneapolis protests against police brutality, Mr. Trump attempted to heal the anguish by suggesting, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, finally answering the question of what David Duke would have sounded like if he had followed in the footsteps of Dr. Seuss. Social media companies swiftly took action on the post. Twitter flagged the message for glorifying violence and restricted its sharing. Snapchat announced it would stop promoting the president's account under its Discover tab to curb voices that incite racial violence. Even LinkedIn said they would restrict the president's speech if necessary. In case the leader of the free world needs to search for a job in November, he might want to tap into LinkedIn's professional network of deadbeat salesmen, former actors over-enthusiastically pursuing their backup in content marketing, and self-described thought leaders sharing quotes about the power of software to account for the loss of power in their own lives. But just like the guy at the beach who won't stop blasting Margaritaville at full volume on his Android speakerphone because it's his country too, Facebook leadership sees the broad reach of incendiary speech as a feature, not a bug. At a Facebook employee town hall, Zuckerberg himself claimed that the looting and shooting reference has no history of being read as a dog whistle, which, despite the phrase's well-documented racist history, is correct in the literal sense that dogs can't read. Facebook's inaction has led at least three ashamed employees to resign in protest, and an estimated 400 employees staged a virtual walkout, shutting the lids of their laptops in mass like a bunch of grad students getting kicked out of a Starbucks at midnight. An open letter from 33 of Facebook's early employees also trashed Zuckerberg's stance, as well as another one from 140 scientists funded by Zuckerberg's philanthropic organization, and a third from a group of active Facebook moderators. If only there's some sort of social network where open letters like these could thrive and spark a civil debate, but I don't know, maybe they need more thinly veiled racist threats in order to achieve that kind of engagement. Zuckerberg has long maintained that his platform, a public photo album with neo-Nazi literature tuck pointed between the pictures of the new baby, is not the arbiter of truth. It's up to you to decide whether or not you like or love the insinuation that heavily militarized police beat down a 75-year-old Antifa member who was getting paid by George Soros to jam police radio waves so that Bill Gates' 5G networks can get back to broadcasting the coronavirus. But the reason that Facebook isn't interested in arbiting the truth is because it's interested in keeping you engaged. Its algorithms serve up pieces of content that are more emotionally resonant, that will lead to high levels of engagement and relevance. In English, that means polarizing content is good for business. 
Now, I'm not suggesting that incendiary comments like Mr. Trump's should get taken down automatically and that people shouldn't be allowed to judge for themselves. But it's pretty disingenuous for Mark Zuckerberg to pretend that he could never tinker with the sacred notion of free speech when Facebook's algorithms are built around the very notion of freely tinkering with what people speak. And it's even more galling when you remember that last October, Zuckerberg told Congress that if a politician, quote, posts something that is calling for violence or could risk imminent physical harm, we will take that content down. Uh, end quote. Freedom of speech is not freedom of reach. And the world's most powerful microphone, being used in bad faith to gin up violence in the streets, deserves to have its batteries taken out, not be handed an extension cord and a list of people who are more susceptible to believing the lies and deceit coming out of it. And yes, I'm talking about your aunt. And mine too. The 36-year-old, 85 billionaire claims he's been carefully reviewing Facebook's stance on this, just like I carefully review a credit card offer in my mailbox before I drop it in the trash. But until Zuckerberg decides to make a serious change, and I'm not talking about getting a haircut or buying a t-shirt with stripes, Facebook won't just remain the preeminent destination for baby boomers, oblivious suburbanites, and unpopular millennials. It'll continue to be the place where people can yell fire in a crowded room while encouraging others to check in. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Bill Warren, a well-known Abraham Lincoln impersonator in New York City. Bill, thanks for joining me. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Glad to be on the show. It's interesting days in which we live. On Thursday, O.J. weighed in on Drew Brees' assertion that he could never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States. Hey, Twitter world. Yours truly. Oh, Drew, buddy, I don't totally disagree with you, but I think you're missing the point, as mu much of America did when uh, Kaepernick took a knee. Kaepernick was trying to bring attention to something. He wasn't trying to disrespect the military or, or, or America. Unfortunately, too many people, including our president, uh, made it about uh, that. I always thought that Confederate flag disrespected the American flag because what it represented was an attempt to divide our country, and I also thought it represented uh, a support of slavery. In any event, stay healthy. COVID-19 is still out there. I'm just saying. Take care. Bill, what do you think about what OJ had to say? Well, oh, quite a lot, quite frankly. I, I do not believe that Mr. Kaepernick was disrespecting the flag. Now, if someone is burning the flag, that might be one thing. If one is flying it upside down, that symbolizes something else. If the Confederacy, I don't know if they were disrespecting our flag. We're dealing with symbols here. In history, it represents the South that is fighting largely to preserve slavery. The people they declared were subhuman. Now, you say, well, it's just we're respecting our heritage. But curiously, too, one might note that in, in Germany, where the symbolic flying of flags takes the form of not allowing the Nazi swastika flag. Well, in lieu of that, they fly the Confederate flag, the Nazis of Germany do. Now, what does that mean and what the symbols mean? We, we all know, I do believe. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about OJ? Well, he, he is a murderer. That's this week's O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Bill, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. 
And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castro, other weird apps. There's so many of them. If you like this episode, I have other episodes about Facebook and their content moderation and other Facebook things on <laughs> latestpod.com and on all those weird apps I just mentioned. Latestpod.com, that's where you can see the things I uh, speak. I'm at underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by me soon, I mean you'll soon be hearing me do an episode of this podcast. This us uh, soon. Uh, uh, cheers and thank you. 